0: Welcome to The Interesting Podcast, episode number 114. This episode is the fearless Vanessa Marshall. She's fantastic. Do you ever have a conversation with someone and then when you're done, you walk away and you're like, wow, I am a better person for having had that interaction. Well, yeah, Vanessa She's one of those. We talk about how losing her appendix at 10 years old actually comes full circle when she was playing Becky in Scrubs. We talk about how she got into voiceover while doing stand-up. She has crazy stories like recording promos in a nunnery. We talk about different roles that she's played from Mary Jane to Wonder Woman to Hera Syndulla in Star Wars Rebels. We talk about the differences between recording animation versus video games, why she doesn't take on certain roles anymore, as well as how her dad actually influenced some aspects of Harris and Dula, and most importantly, she talks about the importance of loving yourself and how that can actually come through in your voiceover work. She's great. Her stories are great. She's amazing. Let's get right into it. Please enjoy the interesting podcast, episode number 114, with the phenomenal, almost-too-talented Vanessa Marshall. Thieves on time. It's it's way better if it's free as well. Free food tastes better. It's a fact. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It just is. I got. But what's
1: it. what's so ironic is that you can
0: get on there for uh, there's a
1: free trial anyway. So it's <laughs> sort of like six of one. I don't know. But yeah. I'm glad I'm finally getting caught up over here.
0: <laughs> there you go. I did the same thing with Disney Plus because it was like Disney uh, Plus. You know, it's like sign up next year. I was like, of course. And then Verizon yeah. was like, hey, you're with Verizon. How about a year for free? I'm like, oh, <laughs> the same thing I have already for free. Yes, please. Get rid yeah, of this free thing. Genius. I want the other free thing. You know. Oh, so good,
1: <laughs> so good.
0: Yeah. Congrats on that, by the way, Red Sun. Oh,
1: thank you very much. Yeah, another honor. Like, wow, really? Wow. <laughs>
0: I know. I know. You just keep doing it. What's going on? L- lower so your grateful. standards so the rest of us will think you're a human being. That would be cool <laughs> yeah. if you don't mind. That's hilarious. <laughs> I actually, I so I have a theory, and I need you to either prove it or disprove it. Uh-huh. So. Being from New York, do, are people, like, created in vats, like in the Matrix, to be that talented? Or is that something that, like, you have to work on over time?
1: Uh, no. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I'm sure DNA plays a small part, but I yeah. think luck and timing uh, are, are also part of it. I'm, I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> now, it, now, is that luck and timing that's injected into the into the tanks, obviously?
1: Uh, yes, of course. Okay. Yes, Whew, yeah. I was actually. What's crazy is I was born in Los Angeles, but I went to school back east, and I feel like I became uh, a full human being on the East Coast. So, as far as I'm concerned, I am from New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my family apparently uh, used to live in uh, West Nyack in the Bronx. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so they're. I guess I'm old school New York but uh I, I i love it out there <laughs> yeah. and maybe there is some water who knows
0: <laughs> i bet you know what, i bet it is i bet it is Especially the bronx specifically as well i mean you got jennifer lopez you got Ahmed best you oh got my gosh now Ahmed. i love that guy i know I love, isn't he, I he I the greatest
1: with him i you love did not
0: listen to that get yeah. out of here stop it kidding? no yeah. no stop it I'm A hundred not, grand i am not blushing grand. at all <sighs>
1: Yeah. No. Well, I love him, and I see him out hiking. He lives near me, oh, and I see him with his son, and you know, so and his wife, and like we I, we're neighbors. It's crazy. Oh,
0: nice. I mean, he yeah. is literally the best.
1: Literally, <laughs> in every way. Yeah, I love that guy.
0: Same, same. I can't believe he came on my show. What is wrong with him? And you as well. What is happening right now?
1: My you God. know, are you from the East Coast, too? Cause...
0: Well, listen, I was born in North Carolina, but I was raised in Southern Florida.
1: You but, and uh, Stephen Colbert, right?
0: I mean, yeah, that's what I think. You know, He's
1: from North Carolina, isn't he? he or is well, it
0: South Carolina? I think he's South Carolina, but I'll still take it. Well, look, you know. the Carolinas were good. <laughs> Either one. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. You know, we did something. <laughs> Colbert and me. So there's a very tiny gap between us, which is really nice. Um, exactly. We're, we're kind of neighbors, really. The
1: Florida variable. Other than yeah. that, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: we're we're mental neighbors. That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You get it. You member.
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I'm wondering. So you've got the New York side. You've got the LA side. Was was performing something that you always wanted to do? Because I know. I mean, you may come from greatness as well. I mean, I'm not saying, it, but you can. Like, was that something that was encouraged or something? That you're like, I want to do this.
1: Well, I watched my mom um, yep. sort of pursue Amazing. acting. Yeah, she uh, was on all sorts of really cool shows when I was a kid, you know, the Rockford Files and the Love Boat, and mm-hmm. um, even the Wonder Woman show with Linda Carter, which is worth googling if you if you have the time, because the outfits alone are enough to make me <laughs> weep with joy.
0: Yep. But, yep. Yep. Um,
1: yeah. So I was familiar with the business of acting, um, but. I also participated in theater and, and studied theater and I loved writing and I basically just love stories and storytelling and whether that occurred in a theater or in a movie theater or even on television, mm-hmm. all of those things, um, uh, everything to me. And, uh, when I went to college, I realized, wow, I really enjoy acting, but I don't really necessarily love the business of it. Oh, and, nice. uh, so I I was at Rhodes because I felt like I had the the talent uh, to pursue it, but it was really more the storytelling and the healing from storytelling that interested me. So it was a bit of a conflict. Yes. And uh, yeah. So strangely, when I discovered voiceover for me, it seems like being invisible there allows one to really pursue the the, the very nature of um of what entertainment is about truly i i i'm like being a masked person so that i was able to play Irwin on the grim adventures Alien and mandy who looks like oh,
0: yeah
1: um you know and then i currently play invictus on a, a cartoon called final space who talks like this <laughs> and uh you know i mean my only limitations are my imagination yeah uh, so anyway, I grew up in the industry, and um, I f- kind of felt like it took my mom away from me, and so I didn't exactly want to run into uh, the same business, but I do love the storytelling, and I, I love the sense of family that I get yeah. when, uh, when I'm part of a cast, um, maybe as in with Star Wars Rebels or with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I played Gamora. I, I truly love... Uh, those cast members and and where you have sort of these indelible bonds and that that aspect of it really really appealed to me. Maybe I'm an only child, so sure I got, came to acquire all these new brothers and sisters. So my little tribe
0: of voiceover actors, I love them all. There you so, go.
1: There you go. Yeah, it's been an interesting an
0: interesting journey. Right. But see, you're also you have the you're a chameleon. I'm just gonna say it, you're a chameleon, <laughs> and I don't just mean that in your voice because I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Let's just throw that out there, obviously. Okay. But one of the things, you, you ever watch an old movie, and then you're like, all right, this is cool, and then somebody comes up, and you're like, oh, that's from that. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, that happens so, a lot. yeah, listen. So, you were, one, you've rocked every hairstyle ever. And Pretty much. And I mean rocked in the sense that, like, you killed it in every one. There wasn't one of like, that one just didn't really work. All of yeah. them. Which, who can do that? No one. No one. <laughs> Ridiculous. But- you were in Scrubs. Oh, man. That was, that dude, was the highlight of my life. Dude, first dude. off, doesn't even look like you. How do you... I mean, okay. I just... Talk to uh, me. That What's was my there?
1: favorite. I went into that audition wearing my incredible Hulk T-shirt. Oh yes! And I murdered that audition. <laughs> I bet I you like, did. I was like, "This is mine." Right. And I, I was like, "I play basketball with Zach Braff and right? Doc Faison." I'm like, "It's it's on." I played basketball in high school. I was like, "You guys are dead. It's your funeral." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just I don't know where I got this confidence, but uh, I just went in there and and had best time ever. And then the fact that I played Becky, you did. The, yeah, the uh, medical intern who's constantly making Zach's character's <laughs> life horrible yeah. as he's pursuing Sarah Chalk as yeah. she's also pursuing Sarah.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, so good. It,
1: it was very, very funny. And um, I was so excited because I thought, ah, cool, it's a recurring character. Here we go. Now I'm, I can finally get this thing going. Yeah. As the on-camera career. And uh, then every episode in the first season ran long. Oh, we're going to have her back next. Oh, it ran too long. We're going to have her back. And then she never came back because I guess things got so crazy. Oh. But, but it, either which way, I had the best time. And Bill Lawrence was an amazing guy. And everyone was so friendly. And um, ironically, it was filmed at a an empty hospital building
0: what?
1: Uh, here in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's actually where I went as a 10-year-old. Uh, with an appendix that was about to burst. Oh, no. Yes, my life came full full circle. (laughs) Um, I'll never forget it. The Lakers were in the playoffs, and they wheeled me into this hospital over on Riverside. Uh, drive here in uh, Los Angeles, and my mom wouldn't come in the emergency room until the Lakers won the playoffs. And <laughs> so that building and the Lakers have sort of a, a special right. <laughs> You're place bonded. In my heart, uh, very strange place, but um, anyway. So to to go there and then uh, make comedy out of that area, uh, just it was a delight. I had so much fun. I just loved it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. At 10, your appendix? That's one of my, like, oh, yeah. random fears. Cause that was it's the just... worst. Oh, oh yep. man.
1: I had to have nuts. that thing out.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: oh. Yeah. Was the recovery so, long? Well,
0: Do you remember? Well, that... I
1: remember that I couldn't laugh. Oh, it's
0: and... the worst.
1: Yeah, and I had a male nurse who um, who was very soft-spoken, and somehow he was, like, hilarious. <laughs> like... <laughs> He almost looked like Baby Huey or something, and oh, uh, I was like, "Please God, let me not laugh at this guy." Like he was, <laughs> he was hilarious. Um, so that was the hardest part was not laughing.
0: Oh my God! Find it
1: sort of, you know, let my uh, abdomen heal without, you know, the uh, muscle movements of, you know, that are involved with creating sounds such as laughter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> but, uh, man, that, was,
1: that that I remember being a bit of a pain, but.
0: I can imagine. I can yeah. imagine, especially as a kid, and oh man, that's yeah. just mean. Why would they have the baby Huey nurse take care of you? Come on. It
1: was What's really weird, man. I got to tell you. I was like, "What? Whose life is this? What is yeah. happening?"
0: Like, you know, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to be back and play a very masculine woman. You just wait.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: So on so on baby camera, Huey, Baby Huey's cousin
1: or something, I don't
0: know. Yeah, exactly. What was was on camera like the first thing that you were kind of jumping into, you're like that's going to be my first in?
1: Well, I actually preferred theater. Um, I Ooh. went to Princeton for undergrad, and I wrote no plays there and acted in plays there. And um, then a friend of mine, his name is Matt Rausch, he uh, went to uh, went on to be on shows like Banshee, um, and yeah. uh, I think he's on Madam President currently. But anyway, he needed a scene partner uh, to uh, apply to NYU graduate school, for acting, uh, to get a master's in acting, and I had no interest in doing that. But he needed a scene partner, so I went in with him. And of the 2,000 people who applied, only 20 got in, and Ooh. I was one of the one who was accepted. And Matt wow. didn't get accepted. So, oh, no, yeah, that was not cool. So you haven't um,
0: spoken since.
1: Well, luckily he's been incredibly successful. So yeah, yeah, it worked he, out <laughs> he doesn't harbor any resentment uh as far as I know. But right, right, yeah. <laughs> but uh but anyway, that was that was a really educational experience. Billy Crudup was in my class and what? Robin Weigert was in my class and uh Kevin Carroll. Dude. Um all these all these amazing actors uh were uh in graduate school with me for three years. But um Anyway, so uh, that's sort of how that went.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. What? So, what is I like? I know people who've got theater degrees as well. What is graduate school for theater like? How does that build up? Well,
1: it's a thirteen-hour day. Oh man! And um, you're studying all sorts of things in the morning, anything from physical movement to vocal exercises to singing um, to clowning. You learn how Ooh. to.
0: Do. Did you <laughs> have a clown, clown name?
1: Uh, I, I don't think so. I'm sure people <laughs> had one for me.
0: Um,
1: we had, uh, improv classes, um, elocution classes, and then we would rehearse scenes and, or ste- you know, like scene study. Then we would study dialects. And then from seven to 10, at night, we would rehearse plays that we were then to perform. And that went on for three years. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I remember I would get up at 6 a.m., I would run five miles, go As to class, do. and I don't understand, I don't know what, <laughs> I have no idea how that happened. Um, I was probably the most productive I've ever been in my entire <laughs> life in that time period. It was insanity. Um, but uh, but yeah, we had a great time. We learned a lot, bonded, and um, so I got to play and all these amazing roles and sort of Shakespeare, or Chekhov, and... wow. Um, different commedia dell'arte things and work with amazing directors and um zelda fitch handler was running the school at that point and um uh they i just it was it was a, a really magical experience for three years and then i came back to los angeles and I thought, well, with a master's in acting, I suppose I should pursue this. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> Might as well. And I remember
1: <laughs> going to these auditions and saying, well, you know, I worked with you truly Right, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, but you're three years older. And um, you're basically right. at 23. They were like, you're an old bag. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was like, but, but I. <laughs> but but Princeton, it, listen. Yeah, no, they did not care. They were just like, nope. bye. yeah, it was it was it was very strange. So I, I, I took shelter in the world of comedy, and um, I joined the Acme Comedy Theater and did sketch Ooh. comedy and uh, wrote a couple one woman shows. Um, oh, and I had a ball, um, dude. That stuff, sort of a la Lily Tomlin uh, character uh, show called uh, the Cyber Dating Game, where I played all sorts of. Um, different roles and interacted with previously recorded footage of stuff. And oh, oh it was God. all, it was all a load of fun. And, um, that sounds amazing. Eventually I came to discover the voiceover stuff. Um, and, uh, that just made a ton more sense than, um, trying to convince people that I think they were referred to ca- on camera actors as camera meat. Oh, okay. And, uh, <laughs> I was like, but I'm a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda Fitch Handler compared me to a shaman. Yeah,
0: a shaman sandwich. We
1: <laughs> it, yeah they, they just did not, it didn't translate. So anyway, sure. um, I, I eventually got into the world of voiceover and it just was like, that was
0: that. Sure, that's nuts. And one woman shows, one, it sounds like you did the most difficult one woman show. usually one woman shows is like a person talking about something and then they can add beats into it but you're like I'm gonna play a lot of me in a lot of different me's
1: yeah I I created all sorts of characters uh the second one woman show I did um was really my 45 minute stand-up set
0: Ooh, Um, you did stand-up what
1: yeah then I also did stand-up comedy which was
0: awesome so much fun stand-up is like I mean you already lost your appendix at 10 so like fear is not a thing anymore yeah, well, but
1: seriously what are, what are what's the audience yeah, doing, dude please at that point? I mean you know burst another
0: working. organ come yeah. on
1: Please. That's, please I mean I know people who've lost gallbladder yeah, yeah I, who needs those think, yeah we're good
0: yeah. <laughs> Man, stand up stand up sounds I there's been times when I'm like maybe but then I'm like no That's just so like where do you feel that stand up has like a theater kind of aspect to it because you have that on stage sort of thing. But I don't know. It just feels like a different sort of animal to me.
1: I think that it's a stand up comics job to make sense of the world. Ooh, I like that a lot. And when the world doesn't make sense, there's just nothing but material.
0: Yeah, I agree. And
1: in that regard, it it was always very healing.
0: (laughs) Right. You just get it all out.
1: Well, we work it out together. Ooh. Uh, yeah, because at a certain point you just have to laugh. Otherwise Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Start sobbing. So yeah. you might as well <laughs> laugh, right? I agree. I yeah. agree. You can just yeah. hold the mirror up, be like, this is ridiculous, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How long did you do that for? Uh
1: maybe like five or six years, something. Oh my god. Uh, maybe more. That's so long. Yeah, and it's funny, my best friend today. Uh, I met her doing stand-up comedy way back when.
0: Really, and, uh,
1: it's crazy. Now she's a single mom, and um, she works at Disney, and uh, you know, for ABC, and she works on uh, creating promos, which I have actually voiced. So we oh, end up, sweet. We end up being colleagues, and uh, it's just so funny how how life works out. I never would have thought. I mean, to be involved with a Disney. Uh, right. franchise is such an honor and um, you know we love to drive down to Disneyland together and her daughter loves it and I don't know I, I there. that's another another tribe my stand up comedy tribe
0: <laughs> I bet it's like you're in yeah. the trenches with that one and there's, yeah. there's like a language I feel like from somebody from the outside obviously is that like anyone who goes up there on stage and does a set you have this kind of instant built in camaraderie of like I get that I yeah, I, I know that
1: definitely. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Do you remember your first set?
1: Uh yeah, I do. I had a blast.
0: Yeah, okay. That's yeah. good. I love Th- That it. explains why you did it for so long because if went bombed, it might have well, been a little different.
1: I don't know. I had so much fun. I don't know. I I didn't even think about bombing. It wasn't even a concern. I thought, you know, let's just have fun and and I had fun and and I
0: I think everyone else did, too.
1: (laughs) You can't can't really go wrong. Um, Well, I guess you could. (laughs) um,
0: You try not to. That's not the objective.
1: Yeah. I guess I was fearless and didn't really care how it went. I just was happy to be there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm starting to think the appendix is where fear comes from.
1: See, George Lucas had his car accident. Right. And from then on, he was... A master, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's something about these near-death experiences where you come out the other end and say, "Not much scares me." Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. How do we? F- you know what? This is a business, Vanessa. Let's do this. Let's find a way <laughs> to facilitate uh, near-death experiences for people. There you go. To become their best selves. What do you think?
1: Well, I, you know, I guess when you rise out of adversity and and decide to be creative instead of full of self pity, yep, or or even self loathing, I think. That's the hero's journey there, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I, I, totally, yeah. I totally agree. It, yeah. is, it makes for better stories later on. Too. Exactly. So did you, did you do stand-up and then the one-woman shows or the other way around?
1: Um, I did one. Actually, I think I did stand-up, the one-person show, a ton of improv comedy, and then a ton of stand-up, and then the second one-woman show.
0: Oh, okay. So it
1: was a bit of a a mixed bag
0: there. Yeah. And was this yeah. all the while pursuing like on-camera stuff as well? Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a lot of things.
1: Well, I think when you <laughs> are waiting for the phone to ring, whether it's an audition yeah. or a job, it's always fun to keep life interesting and, and make new friends and, and learn new things. And with that in mind, I think that's that's uh, why I decided to do the stand-up and the sketch. And Acme Comedy Theater, I was in there Sunday night, performing company and i had the best time man i laughed so hard
0: oh it was yeah. very very healthy <laughs> yeah it's just good for you a yeah laugh. <laughs> and, and escapism is like the greatest thing in the world so any chance you can get to but also i think you're one of those people in the same vein as ahmed like you're what i call like true creatives when it's like you just have this innate like i have to get this out and mm. then you just look for any avenue that you can it's all mm-hmm. it's all output, but it's like I just have this. I have to funnel it somewhere. So it would make sense that you'd look for any sort of avenue you could.
1: I think you may make a good point there. I when I was in high school, I was a sculptor, what? and yeah, that's and, different uh, than the other well, things you said. It was another form of expression. I honestly, oh, I yeah. think it's exactly what you're describing. Is that it was something that I couldn't really put into words, um, but I. Uh, My sculpture was basically I would take garbage and recontextualize it to create art, not literally rotting garbage, but items that other people had deemed as trash. Right. And I would um, gather them, recontextualize them, and and create art. And I think that's actually why I got into Princeton uh, was because of my sculpture, which I then never
0: went on to do anything with.
1: (laughs) Um, getting I'm, i getting in the door. I hope they're thrilled for taking that chance on me. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it worked out. There, there's got to be um, one professor that's like, Vanessa was supposed to be a sculptor. What is this? <laughs> well, it's interesting. I
1: mean, but I do think that um, in high school, I think that was the best way I could express myself. Yeah. And then as I go as an artist and a writer and a performer, uh, I was able to find my voice a little more freely. And I could do more than just use my hands to create messages or tell stories. So I, I think it does make sense. And it's a lot like what you're describing that there's this sort of drive to communicate. Um, uh, the drive is the same, the, the different, uh, means of communication there, you know, it, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> remains is that drive. So I think you make a good point.
0: Now that's interesting as well. Cause I think about like, I don't know, it's, It's like there's talent and there's skill, right? Like a lot of that can be built and taught different techniques, but the drive is something that I feel like is almost inherent. You know, like you you just have it there. And I feel like a lot of people that have gone on to be successful or achieve their dreams in any sense has that already there. And it's about trying to get it in certain ways. I I love that sculpture of all things. And I love the medium. Another person's treasure, one's treasure. Ah, seeing the beauty in things. I'm I'm picking up what you're laying down see i like it i like it i relate to you vanessa Marshall. nice <laughs> that's names. Oh, so okay. you're doing all at the same time you're doing yep. one woman shows you're doing stand-up you're pursuing on camera stuff you're yep. doing improv as well mm-hmm. and then you're like hmm let's do voiceover as well
1: well the uh the voiceover agency that I'm currently at right now, Mm -hmm. they saw me performing in one of the, uh, shows that I, nice one person show. And I do all sorts of in my storytelling. I create all sorts of characters in that as well. People from my life basically. Mm Um, and, um, I asked, uh, you know, what would it take to get into voiceover? And they thought, well, you know, you might as well try doing animation. Clearly you, have a knack for different dialects and this and that. Right. Um, and they brought me into the voiceover agency to audition. And uh, I
0: did. And then I signed with them. And I've been with them ever since. Wow. What yeah. Kind, what kind of audition was it? They like Do an old woman. Now do a dog. Now do this. No. They had
1: me read a few pieces of voiceover copy. And then nice. they told me to prepare in advance sort of a medley of characters. Oh, wow. And I said, Okay. So I (laughs) I did about forty different voices. I created funny lines for forty different
0: voices. Good lord!
1: Yeah, they literally looked at me like completely insane. Yeah, (laughs) and they thought, you know, this kid just might book work because maybe, maybe (laughs) because that's nuts. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that the voiceover copy that I read was very good.
0: (laughs) That's Um, that's part of the test.
1: I'm pretty sure it wasn't, uh, but I took a billion voiceover classes. I still take voiceover classes and, um, you know, because the the reads are constantly shifting, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how things are advertised, et cetera. And there are so many different genres within voiceover. You've got movie trailers, narration, radio liners, animation, video games, uh, TV commercials, podcasts or, you know, these – uh pandora radio commercials like there's all sorts of different uh modes of advertising so there's always classes there are mocap classes for video games there's it's just endless um but uh anyway so that's how i got signed at the voiceover agency and i'm i'm always happy to learn more and more and i just keep signing up for those classes so uh, it keeps me feeling uh, sort of vibrant and fit. I mean, you can't go to the gym once and be like, "Well, that's done." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know, you kind of Ooh. have to go maybe three times a week. You got to kind of keep things moving there. And uh, if you're lucky and get on a series, then you're you're in the class doing the the job. You know, you're you're going to stay limber by by working. But sometimes there are times in between. Uh, you know there's hiatus or whatever it's always fun to get into a workout group and and stay nimble
0: yeah I also love the idea that the copy for the audition wasn't good a la garbage and then you took 40 different voices and turned into art there's Bump. a there's a through line here
1: there's a through line ladies and gentlemen I'm when life gives it. you lemons
0: <laughs> make sculptures do yeah. it yeah. <laughs> 40, boy, good Lord. You know why they had that look on their face? It's because you just rendered half their clientele, like, meaningless. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think they thought I was pretty nice. Yeah.
0: Which is the yeah, best were, kind. Yeah, they
1: were just, like, they're...
0: <laughs> uh, Some with a well, like... clicker writing down the voices, like, good look. 25, 26? Goodness. Oh, I I just, I just wanted to laugh. Who cares? There you go. That's what it's yeah. about, man. You got to go out there pretty and lay much. it out and, like, make an impression. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> Do you, so do you remember your first voiceover gig then?
1: Um, I want to say it was for a healthcare
0: company. Oh, nice.
1: Um, and I think it was,
0: please say the side effects of something. Please say the side effects of something.
1: No, I don't. Ah, I think so close. No, no. I think it was, um, somewhere in the Midwest. So it wasn't like a, a national spot of any kind. Um, and uh, it sort of came and went. But it was a miracle. I was really happy to have booked something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember amazing. my first uh, role on a cartoon uh, was on uh, one of the Batman cartoons or Young Justice.
0: Oh.
1: Um, Dude. Or no, Justice League. Forgive me. Um, yeah, no
0: big deal. I've heard of that.
1: And uh, yeah, um, it was uh, – Coral lipstick lady number three.
0: <laughs> the and, the uh, age old with such, role.
1: such style and panache.
0: Yes, exactly. I'm
1: pretty sure I nailed it. Uh I think so too. Yeah, but, but that was that was really, really fun. Uh to go over there and, and see big kids play at the mic and, and learn and sort of humbly enter enter the ring.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Andrea Romano was directing and what?
0: Um, oh uh, legend I know. She yeah. With Andrea I
1: believe it was Justice League if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
0: Dude, speak of Millicent. graduate school working with yeah. her.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah, and I took her uh animation class. It was one of the best I've taken. Oh, what? And Rob Paulson came in Oh, uh, uh, the best. He said every time he goes in front of the microphone, he says the following thing to himself, "Please help me get out of the way."
0: Ooh, that's good.
1: Yeah, I never forgot that.
0: Yeah, it, it's yeah. interesting as well from like enter's perspective, you know, it's it's that's like the hardest part is mm-hmm. to not go for the thing that you, it's like doing improv and then not like sitting on that joke to throw it out. You right. Know, you know, right. It's, yep. Being man, in the moment, being in the moment. Exactly. Yes. And yep. so, did, yeah, there you go. <laughs> did, did you find that it was like because you auditioned to do voiceover work, right? Was there uh-huh. a, was there a learning curve? To start doing voiceover, where because it's like it's like a different color paint. Like you're still painting, you're still acting, but it's a different kind of thing.
1: It's a very different kind of thing. And um, what I came to learn is that the microphone was more like someone's ear, and oh. and acting in front of someone at that close proximity, it was as if their eyes were closed, and it was my job to paint the picture for them oh, in like their that. ear. And uh, so it's a very, it's a, I felt like I was creating soundscapes for the mind. Mm-hmm. And so especially as um, I came to start auditioning more, everyone has home studios now. Right. When I would create my auditions, I would keep that in mind that I was creating soundscapes for the listener's imagination, that even if I didn't book the role, they would have a, a fun time listening to the world I was about to create and then just let it go.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah, so you sort of direct a little three-minute snippet of or uh, thirty-second, whatever it is, you know, and it depends on the audition. But uh, to create a respectable world that takes the listener on a journey and then push send and then forget it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's really the only way to survive the yep. the, the game of acting is like do your best out the yep. gate because if you don't do your best, you're gonna kill yourself later on. Be like, oh, I could have done this, I could have done that. It's like not if you did your best. You did your right. best. That is what yeah. you had, and then you can yeah. let it go. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's yeah. that's. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, voiceover because like, it's imagining like you have the gig. Be like, all right, here's the take. Essentially, yeah. as opposed to the audition, and then be like, well, that's that. Yep, it's a healthy, uh, like disconnect. That you can yeah. have. So what? So then, what does your what does your home uh, studio look like now? What kind of stuff are you running?
1: Um, just the basic requirements you know um yeah the, the the mic the cable the preamp my computer uh nice yeah uh there's nothing particularly special I mean it's all studio grade and and professional and you know uh I do stuff straight to broadcast and Sweet. so yeah yeah
0: have you had to record in a hotel room with a ton of pillows in a closet yet
1: oh a ton yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah one time I uh was traveling in Italy and at the time, I was doing a lot of promos for HGTV, and I had to pull over into a nunnery <laughs> and record a promo in the ladies' room at the nunnery. That's and I'm not really sure why, but there was a bidet. <laughs> and I was like, all right, ladies, look, uh, whatever,
0: <laughs> whatever. I don't know you what got you going got going on here. here. And I
1: just... <laughs> I just need to do this little spreadsheet TV. I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm t- uh, The, not the tiles were a little echoey and what have you, but, you know, we, we got by. There um, you go. You made it um, work. You make it work. You just, again, you improvise. <laughs> <laughs> like today, you just do what you got to do.
0: That's right. You a, know. A nunnery and a bidet. That, that's the title of a special, really. Pretty yeah. much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Around. i couldn't believe it i i would uh, yeah anyway but i had to do what i had to do
0: that's so funny yeah, yeah. Well, so when you're doing because i know you did you were mj in the spectacular spider-man for a good run which was amazing but you, you said you're a fan of comics and stuff growing up So like how do you even contextualize something like that like, this is a this is a big deal so like where do you oh, when you're yeah. reading it you don't have her voice you know what i mean
1: no, but I felt her spirit. I
0: felt Ooh, nice. her. Like you understood.
1: Yeah, I just, I understood her maturity. I felt like she was more mature than her peers to a certain extent. And oh. I mean, um, in the sense that she knew how to support Peter. Right. To let him become who he needed to be. Sure. Not that, you know, she had her own dreams and, and aspirations as well. But sometimes it takes a lot of humility to to let someone you care about, discover who they are.
0: Totally. It takes Rather a strong person to be hit. an anchor as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I um, yeah, that was a runner. I,
0: I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you killed it.
1: oh thank you. Killed <laughs>
0: it. But I, yeah, I always wonder stuff like that, like with something like that. But that makes a lot of sense that you attack it less from like the idea of it more like come from the character's essence and then funnel it through right. you into the thing.
1: Especially with these superhero stories, that there there so many people have played so many versions of them. Right. I think it's important to find whatever the archetype is, and then bring out whatever version of that lives uh, in me or in you or you know whoever is uh, stepping up to the microphone and and again get out of the way. <laughs>
0: right, right,
1: and just play and have fun. Um, and uh, that, that was a great cast. Greg Weissman was amazing. Yeah. Uh, he cast a lot of really talented people. That was a wonderful show.
0: It came through huh. on, on this side of the TV, faux show. No, oh, that's awesome. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. And then I remember you were in Kingdom Hearts. You got to play oh my Nala. Gosh. I mean, wow, dude. Yeah.
1: That was a while ago.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm here. I'm like, hey, remember that cool thing you did? Boom. Yeah. Look at that.
1: Boom! Yeah, that, and I liked I remember it. remember That I remember that.
0: Was that another kind of thing? Like, yeah, because how do you do? You go back and listen to other versions, or do you like you can't? Because you got to do your own thing. Like, where's the where's the line there when you're doing something like that?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. When I got the part of Gamora in yes, um,
0: amazing as well. By the way,
1: oh, thank you very much, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That they said that they wanted feel alikes, not sound alikes. Oh, okay. So I thought that was a really interesting way to put it. That they didn't want me to sound like Zoe Saldana, they wanted me to feel like her. Right. And that's very liberating, and I I think that kind of makes the imagination sort of excited about what what could that be, and then and then magic happens. You know, I mean, um, I, I think that any of us try to sound exactly like our counterparts in the on camera world.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I think we got the essence of who they were, and uh, once again, that was sort of liberating.
0: Yeah, I bet. Cause you, it's almost like you have more room to play. And kind yeah. Of like you're not as constrained. Where You're like, okay, with I get Nala,
1: it. Yeah, I think with Nala, it was sort of the same thing. Oh, um, that makes
0: sense. To
1: kind of feel like her essence, which was very nurturing and... Um, I don't know. I I I just man. I I love being directed too because wherever they want us to go, that's where we go, and it's just so much fun.
0: Yeah, I find yeah. I find that as well. I enjoy direction. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I remember Jamie Fox one time about like working on Django Unchained and how uh, like you know how perfect Quentin Tarantino is, and it's like he needs everything to be exactly as he imagined it, and wow. he was on Stern. That's what it was. And he was like, do you, oh, okay. he's like, do you like that? And Jamie Fox was like, oh, yes. He's like, you want that net where you're like, if we're jumping off a cliff, you want to jump it off a cliff and that they got you. It's like this uh-huh. weird sort of thing. But then there are other people that feel a little differently.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh,
0: do you find that like when you're doing animation versus like, video games, do you attack it differently? Because there are different mediums, but I feel like how similar are they on your side of it?
1: Well, they're very similar in front of the microphone, mm-hmm. however they're different in the following way. One, there's usually a cast of people around me when I'm doing animation. Ooh. So it, it's much more like a team effort. And we all get the the script in advance and oh, we get to know. study our lines and come up with all sorts of playful ways that we can make things work. When I do a video game, I usually it's usually called something like Cocoa Puffs or you know, right. I, mean, yeah. I, I like <laughs> what I'm doing. Sure. And then I get there and then find out it's, you know, some huge franchise. And then I, oh my goodness, but legal reasons, they can't give us stuff in advance. And so I'm by myself in the booth doing three takes in a row of a line that will eventually play with another character as if we were there at the same time. So I am required really to, um, use my imagination a lot more in terms of the situation, uh, how that other act might say that line, uh, that, that precedes the one I'm saying, or if I'm talking to the player, um, it's the player that I need to communicate, you know, what their next move is, or, um, I have to be an ally for them or an adversary. Um, but it's more of a solo mission for mm-hmm. me as a performer. Um, whereas it's so much easier to be in the moment. Like when we would do the guardians of the galaxy records, we had a ball. I mean, I didn't even know how it was. It wasn't even like work. We were (laughs) laughing. Oh man. It was just like an orchestra and I was on bass. and, you know, you had these, you know, complete fools. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, we would break dance and get it. And then suddenly, you know, the animation director uh, would, you know, reel us back in and then we were able to just nail it. And uh, I don't know, every, everything kind of, fell together in a way that that would not happen. You can't act like that at a video game job. You have to really, uh, just get through your lines and, and, uh, give them three various choices, you know, that are, you know, um, depending on how they, how the other person might say the line, they need a slow, medium and fast version, or, you know, a happy, sad and angry version, or that's like the most basic translation, but, um, Anyway, so it, you just use different muscles.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't know that. It sounds mm-hmm. like with video games, you're like a cog in a wheel that eventually make the machine. Whereas like with animation, you're like of different chef's in this kitchen. You're like, oh, we're doing this. And it's like a.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like yeah. more, I guess, in your face collaborative, I guess, because it's, it's all collaborative, everyone doing everything, but you get to like kind of play around. That's cool. I think that makes better stuff when you yeah. have that sort of thing, you know?
1: I yeah, Rebels was like that. We were always together uh, for Star Wars Rebels. That was so much fun. That's so um, cool. Yeah, it, again, sort of like uh, another little orchestra pit there where we were <laughs> all creating this wacky symphony. Some parts majestic, some parts heartbreaking, some parts hilarious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, do you find but, that like I, working in video games? Because I've noticed that a lot of stuff like is starting to become even more like mocap centric for video games as opposed to like yeah. just VO in the booth. Have you done mocap before?
1: Um, I have a little bit, uh, yeah. not as much as some of the other things that I've done.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a, it's more like on camera acting in the sense that you have to memorize,
0: uh, all your lines. First of all. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. That
0: I yeah. never put two and two together.
1: Yeah. Whoa. I think you put on that mocap suit and then you have to be off book cause you can't, read your script. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's very different. Very, very different. It, it utilizes the skills that uh, I acquired in uh, acting
0: right. uh,
1: school. But um, yeah, it's been a while. So it's it's far easier in a way to go to job and have your script in
0: front of you and, yeah. and create, <laughs> okay. create
1: those soundscapes without having to move my body around.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But in the same sense, it's like it's a different thing that's like easily as difficult, but hard to compare, because right. it's different. Th- yeah, mm-hmm. pretty amazing. So yep. what what kind of stuff were you into as a kid growing up that now like you're in? I mean, come on, dude.
1: Well, Star Wars for sure.
0: That's your Star jam. Star Wars, is
1: probably the 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 biggest one. I remember Same. seeing the first film. My aunt took me uh, with my cousins to see this space opera, oh. and we all were like, oh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <And, laughs>
0: come on mom
1: ah, you know and then we got in there and from the moment the star destroyer went across we did not say a word it just took our breath away and that was that yeah you know our lives were forever changed I know mine was and as far as like stories being told in the universe that to me was just one of the best and it, it just grabbed me by the throat and that was that
0: <laughs> yeah and
1: and stole my heart and I've just been a fan ever since. So to be involved with the Lucasfilm franchise is absolutely beyond. I never thought.
0: And you yet know. you did. And not just once. Because you were in you were in Jedi Knight. I know That's you are in Jan Orr's. Huge. I mean, dude, what a role. And in Star Wars. Yeah. You know, pretty good. Yeah. You were yeah. in Coral Lipstick Woman number 3 in Star Wars, so well done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: M- moving on up already. I know you got to be a Jedi Master in KOTOR 2. Yes, one of the greatest uh-huh. Star Wars games of all time. If I do say yeah. so myself. On a slight other thing, another one of my favorite roles. I've ever done. I love the Ratchet and Clank series.
1: Oh, thank it's you. It's like one of I had my so all-time much fun favorites. Dude,
0: you, you're you're Doctor Nefarious's computer. Ah. Oh, that
1: yes, and uh, the Pepper I think was that her name? Yes.
0: Oh, the, it's so good.
1: The newscaster. Yeah, I had so much fun doing. Yeah, that that was great. I'm so glad they made a movie out of it. That was hilarious. I know. Yeah. Oh,
0: it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I-, I love also the like, I love talking to like over artists and stuff like that. Cause you're too talented. Really? It's disgusting. So stop it. But also you can do things that like, I think Rob Paulson has said, like I get to play roles that I would never be casted in on camera. And That's right. you brought yeah. up, you brought up Irwin. Yeah. In <laughs> the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. And I didn't know that was you. And then I found out, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." So, right?
1: Isn't that crazy? That's you. That, yeah. It, it 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 never would happen again. Uh, right. <laughs> because, well, the reason why I don't I don't read for roles that are other than Caucasian. Right. I, I pass on them because I don't. I don't. If my friends were sent copy for Caucasian roles. Mm-hmm. My friends who are Asian or you know African American or you know from anywhere that, that for they get sort of pigeonholed into these places of like oh they get the urban announcer it's like no why don't you get the human being yeah hell yeah you know what I'm saying and and really. I never read for Irwin had I known right um, when I was handed the uh, image it it was sort of a stick figure it was you know it didn't it looked like a kid it didn't look
0: right. like you just it, knew it was a little boy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, so I, I did a voice for a little boy that looked—he looked, looked, looked kind of nerdy to me. Yeah. What's up, Joe? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, and then when I saw the cartoon, I, I was like, oh my goodness, whoops. Um, but luckily, you know, no one faulted me for that. But oftentimes, I'll get sent a copy for um, Indian females or Asian females, and I just—I'm cool with casting going the other direction.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: but, uh, you know, like David Oyelowo yeah. uh, oh. in Yes Rebels, that, that's fine. Um, but uh, I, un, until there's more equality and diversity, I kind of refrain from that. So it'll never happen again because yeah. <laughs> I'm for that role. And I've passed on a lot of things for that reason. And I've referred them to other actors who should be reading on it.
0: Hell yeah. I love anyway. that. That's amazing. I think that's important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well done, well done. Doing your part, I love it. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean,
1: it, if again, if if people were able to read for human beings and not be sort of typecast, then
0: I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, there, there would be a wealth of opportunity for all of us. So. I totally agree. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. So, you go from that. You worked for you worked on a lot of Cartoon Network shows, which is amazing. Obviously, I grew up on it. Pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, dude, you were. You were Hera. Kind of crazy. I mean, come on. That's like, (laughs) it's one of those things that like, Rebels was one of those that like, Clone Wars really struck a chord. And I feel like Rebels struck a different chord that like people Mm -hmm. weren't necessarily expecting. Yeah. And Hera's like the, she's like the good Star Wars mom. You know, it's Uh like, went far on. Like, I'm curious. So what was that audition like? Because you, uh, there's no way you knew it was Star Wars when you auditioned for it.
1: It felt like Star Wars to me. Yeah. Um, And I wasn't sure what it was because the project was called Wolf. and um,
0: That makes sense. But they did
1: make make reference to um, light swords and and the great battle and this and that. And I was like, you know what? I don't know what this is, but I'm going to (laughs) plug in the Star Wars variables. And and that I understand. So the specificity of my understanding will hopefully translate as though I know what the heck they're doing. Um, and, uh, part of me wondered, cause I'd heard whispers of a star Wars cartoon, but I didn't know they were doing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that it luckily was able to be sort of transcribed as a, as a star Wars narrative. And, um, yeah, I, I gave, I made my little soundscape. I sent in an email and then I got a call back
0: Nice. and
1: I wept, um, there. When I when I walked in and I saw this TwiLek image on the wall, and I thought, um, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh and then behind the glass, there's Dave Filoni, and oh. Greg Weisman, And um I I was just, okay, fangirl flailed, and uh, I'm mean, yeah. a huge Morse fan. And then I'm like, Of course it's called Wolf. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It was right there all along. I you know, I just never thought I'd be so lucky as to have anything to do with a Star Wars project. So it just didn't occur to me that it literally was Star Wars. And then um, and then I had to sort of get out of the way right. and, and do my job and fully commit to the choices that I had. I took direction and uh, drove away. And I saved the parking uh, pass from that day because I thought, this is as good as my life is going to get. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would have and, done the same uh, thing. I was
1: so for the callback, and I let it go, and I didn't think anything of it. Smart. And uh, when I got the call that I had actually gotten the role, I I I lost my legs the same way I did when uh, I got cast as Mary Jane in Spectacular Spider-Man. That was another another time where I were yeah. Um, upon hearing the news, and uh, yeah, I I was crying like a baby when I got the
0: call. Rightfully so.
1: Oh man, I was just got to feel it out. Just nerding, nerding hard, and uh, yeah, and it it was just the it was better than I could have ever imagined. It was the most magical experience. I'm so grateful.
0: Yeah, yeah. talking about like, like you've got you know in the voiceover world, as far as I'm concerned, there's a Mount Rushmore extends the entire state, but nah. the two but the two that stick out, you've got Andrea Romano, you got Dave Filoni. I mean, uh, dude, yeah. and you worked with both. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I'd say you did all yeah. right. Man. Amazing. I do have to give you props though, specifically. The actually my desktop wallpaper is Kanan holding back the fire in like his uh, last moments. And how
1: great was that moment. It right? is
0: I think it's probably my favorite moment in all of Star Wars animation. And yeah, that mind you, color Yeah, like the, the color, yeah. the the music was amazing, but the thing that really sold this scene was you. Because Aww. Kanan doesn't say anything in the whole scene. Mm -hmm. it's all looks and stuff like that's all the animators you know what I mean so like they have that you have the music you have the animator and you have Hera so like that entire thing had that emotional impact that stuck with me ever since and that Mm -hmm. was because of you so I have to thank you for making me cry um
1: yeah that was that was really intense I was really well because you you recorded it and that was one thing but to actually see it once it was done was yeah eviscerating yeah Ugh,
0: yeah. Sheesh. And I mean, that's another thing that I think a lot of voiceover actors should get even more credit for, is the fact that you're in a booth giving that level of emotional Mm. performance. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like it's almost up to the animators and the music to kind of meet you where you're at. And then you all kind of go together and it's like, here's this thing. And it's just an orchestra of emotions. And I can't handle it. So thanks for that. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a masochistic kind of enjoyment, you know. Like, I gotcha. I I understand. Yeah, you get it. You get it. I do. I do. <laughs> and then somehow you're like, how can I maintain this level of greatness? You're like, hmm, Wonder Woman sounds pretty cool. Oh
1: man, <laughs> dude, you yeah. played
0: Wonder Woman quite a bit. Amazing. Yeah,
1: first time was in uh, Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. Love it. And then so again good. for uh, Flashpoint Paradox, no big deal. And then in the Harley Quinn cartoon that's currently on the DC streams. yes. And then most recently in Red Sun, um, for uh, an, an another animated film mm-hmm. uh, that was just released that that's also I believe streaming on um, on the DC Universe thing, but you can also own it on Blu-ray, and uh, it's uh, based on Mark Miller's uh oh. Elseworlds tale and it, it's really pretty cool
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean if you're into that kind of stuff yeah <laughs> what was Wonder Woman one of those like in the same vein of Mary Jane that like you had to find the essence and then bring it out or like because yeah, I mean that's, sure. that's a lot yeah. of pressure Wonder Woman right come on
1: yeah thing but again um I tried to bring out the best parts of my personality that that echo her values and sure um I'm pretty aligned with her worldview. So that, that part wasn't hard. Um, I'm
0: also a martial artist. Love it.
1: Um, of course, I, add
0: martial arts to everything else that you did. I mean, yeah. what is what is yeah. going on? I'm going back to my VAT thing.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've, I think I've been studying them since 1998 now. It's no been a while. Way. I just love it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I was able to sort of uh, just trust those things that live in me and let them manifest in front of the microphone. And then of course have fun. Mm-hmm. So it's not some sort of, um, contrivance, but an actual, um, experience of, of, of living and being in those, those feelings, those emotions, and again, those core values sure. that she espouses and and then committing to them fully and, and then sound, is created and then there you
0: go. <laughs> yeah, there's there's the line. That's the process. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot of like my favorite actors and like actor buddies are also martial artists, mm-hmm. going back Ahmed as well. Uh yeah. it, do you find that they complement each other really well?
1: Um I do in the sense that one needs to be in the moment. Yeah. And uh if you're in the past or in the future you might get punched. So yeah, <laughs> you have to really stay right here and, uh, and listen and pay attention and focus and so on. Um, and I, I think that's true with acting, uh, to be able to react honestly in the moment. And, um, you know, if someone throws a punch, there's going to be a counter punch. And so if someone throws a line, there's going to be a reaction to that line. And so, um, it's, it's kind of the same thing without words.
0: Yeah. So did you, was it also like extra cool on top of cool when like Hera got to do some like cool fight scenes oh, and yeah. stuff? Definitely. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Also where Hera's concerned, my father uh, was in the air force and he oh, has really? a, yeah, he has an open cockpit biplane that he flies and I love going what? and doing aerobatics with him. Um, it's so cool. It's like you full blown Snoopy, like you have a yeah. glass <laughs> thing. Um, it's so much fun. So I, I love my dad's friends out at the airport. Um, It just takes it. uh, Pilots are just different breeds.
0: Yeah, for sure. uh,
1: I don't know how they manage to have the best senses of humor and then be so (laughs) detail-oriented and focused. They're not silly when they're flying. They're completely deathly serious. And there's a level of etiquette in the sky because – the mistakes if mistakes are made the consequences are catastrophic right so they have this intense ability to focus and micromanage every single detail every second um i'm not sure i could fly a plane i i <laughs> i'm a, i'm a good person but uh i'd be like ooh needs wait oh, oh yeah. hold on
0: yeah yeah what is that uh, yeah no <laughs> definitely um, but, not a biplane
1: <laughs> but you know equally they're some of the most hilarious people i've ever met yeah I think that, that that uh my dad has a sincere need to fly to get perspective from above and transcend all that is below. And I feel like a lot of that um impacted my understanding of Hera's need to fly and,
0: and her Whoa. ability to pilot. So I like that a lot. That's cool. Yeah, that was helpful. How loud is it in one of those planes when you're up oh. there?
1: You have to wear earphones.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's pretty insane. Yeah. Is it cold?
1: Uh gets cold, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh,
0: I've never yep. been in one of those. Yeah. It sounds like an experience.
1: Oh, my. It <laughs> sure is. <laughs> yep.
0: The g yeah. is alone in, like, smaller planes?
1: Oh, yeah. The first time I went up, my dad cut the engine, and I thought, Oh, uh,
0: my God. I don't
1: know how to land this. Um, <laughs> what dad... Yeah. Then we went into into a hammerhead, <laughs> and then I couldn't stop laughing. Then I wasn't sure if I was going to puke, uh, right? But um, but overall it was a really good time. <laughs>
0: it's like Ooh. the best coaster ever. <laughs> yeah, what a rush! Yeah, goodness. See again, no fear. The appendix. They we just Nate Grimm should the just appendix, get rid of it.
1: <laughs> you know, life is great from then on. Just get yeah. rid of it. <laughs> That's right. You're yeah. not afraid of but open why don't cockpit we just planes. Offer appendectomies, and then yeah. We'll Promise that everyone's life will change,
0: you know, from there forward. <laughs> you know what? I know a ten-year-old that did it, so see, it worked out, and she became, she became Wonder Woman and Harrison Doula, which you know, come on, who doesn't yeah, want to no, be those? Yeah, she had that
1: appendix. Yeah, <laughs> she was knitting. She'd be yeah. sitting around knitting. Yeah. <laughs> I you know. know for a
0: fact you would not be here with that appendix yeah. right now. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah. it, in a in a world where like I feel like a lot of people are kind of going for uh, voiceover specifically, it's like a thing. Do you have? Any sort of advice for somebody who wants to get into that kind of work from like I would go, a real I perspective?
1: I would go to Bradley Baker's amazing. Oh, website, yes. Yes. I yes, would be a voice I would start there. There's yeah. another site called, uh, it is the Voiceover Resource Guide, oh. but I believe the website is www.vorg and uh, that has all sorts of information in terms of making demos and different agencies in LA and New York and all over. And um Yuri has an amazing book that Great. Uh, he's written. And um yeah, I think there there are all sorts of tools online, but I, I refer to D's yeah website it's a bunch.
0: Yeah. It's perfect. It's a, it's yeah. things that you like you're you kind of go there and you're like, is this is I allowed to just give this out? Yeah. <laughs> He's amazing.
1: Yeah. Did nobody stop it's him. So helpful. I mean, there are there are things you can practice on there. There, are, um, I mean, he gives you every single thing that you need to know. Um, any question is answered there. So I, I, I would go there first.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. Do you have any like tips of things that like you might not expect? It's like if you're going to go on this journey, bring water. You have anything like that?
1: Well, I would have alternate hobbies.
0: Ooh. Uh,
1: because I think. If there are other things that bring one joy, it takes the focus on off the results of I think acquiring great. a voiceover career. Yes. So, you know whether it's horseback riding or pottery or um, any arts and crafts that you might enjoy.
0: Right. Um, Trash sculpting.
1: I'm very crafty. Um, mm-hmm. Love me some crafts. Yeah, there you go. Why not? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just like little little things that that keep the public going inside. Because I think that ultimately, when we're standing in front of the microphone, if we're not fulfilled spiritually the sound that comes out of us is nothing anyone wants to have anything to do with. It sounds broken or, or, or disturbed or something. So I would, I would keep questing and, uh, really staying true to oneself, whatever that looks like. However you find your voice, um, and find joy. I would say that's, that's the best thing you can give to your voiceover career. Everyone I know who's successful in voice acting has something else that they love and, uh, and when they go to voiceover jobs, it's all anyone wants to hear about like, well, when are you doing this again? Well, when <laughs> can I do, you do this again? Um, it just, it, it, I think it helps people roam the earth with joy and, and that's, you you can't purchase that. It just, it's, it's just a kind of a magic thing that happens when someone is fulfilled. It's almost like when you're in love, everyone says, oh, you look 10 years younger.
0: Yeah. You're so going
1: fall in love with yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there you go bring um, that
1: bring that glow to the microphone and then the rest is easy.
0: Hell yeah. That's that may be the best advice I've ever heard. It's like <laughs> it's like if you start from the in it'll affect the out. Go. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. And uh, just like that, you know we've been talking for an hour already.
1: Oh my goodness! Look boom, boom,
0: boom! Yeah. Oh, so. You
1: know I, what can I say, Mr. Colbert? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's Colbert, please. I yeah. differentiate. It, yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> I don't want us getting mixed up because we look exactly the same.
1: Uh, isn't oh. that crazy? Yeah. I know.
0: It's weird to me too. No relation either. Uh, but <laughs> before I uh before I let you go, I have to ask, where can people find you online to mirror my sentiments that you're amazing?
1: Oh, bless. Well, uh, on Twitter, my handle is at Van Marshall, Smart. and then. On Instagram, because there's some other lovely lady with at Van Marshall, and uh, <laughs> she's really cool. But um, you'll find me on Instagram at Vanessa Marshall
0: 1138. Oh, uh, nice. Oh,
1: George Lucas there on the end. Um, Love it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, come say hello, and uh, let's be friends. Yeah. Um, there's there's a, a fan page on Facebook as well that I interact on, but I spend most of my time on Instagram and Twitter. So come say hi. Um, But there's also streaming on DC right now. I did a role-playing game with uh, Freddie Prince Jr. And Sam with the DM and Claire Grant and Xavier. And um, we uh, are playing a a DC role-playing. And the first episode just dropped. And uh, it is hilarious. It takes place in the 80s. And the 80s music is
0: the die for.
1: Yeah, we it's really, really well done. i I watched an episode last night and I was laughing so hard. Um I'm really proud of it and and uh well, that Freddie uh, put that together, directed by John Brody. He's a genius. Um, the greatest. Yeah. So anyway, for for a good time, check out the DC streaming uh all stars game.
0: It's yeah. a good time. Yeah I'm doing a bunch of other things. Hey.
1: I, I love <laughs> Keep it. Keep it fun. Keep it fun and fall in love with yourself. Exactly.
0: Boom. Boom. <laughs> And... Hello, friends! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. You can also find me at BrianBalance.com. That's balance with two L's. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps. Let them know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. Speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search The Interesting Podcast on tpublic.com to get you some sweet gear. Also, I made a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the show and get access to other exclusive shows about a bunch of random things, you can now do that at patreon.com jedi jedibrian. On that note, special thanks to Chris, Ben, Jim, Daz, Kelly, Daryl, Logan, Victor, JC, and Christina. Your support means so much to me, and I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.